You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dr. Lowe Show. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel, naturopathic doctor. And when this episode comes out, it will be just days before my 10-year anniversary of this podcast. Can you believe it? 10 years. I started this January 11th, 2011, and we are at 10 freaking years. It is amazing to me that that's been the case. And I will say that when I started the podcast I didn't know really anyone who was podcasting. It's just incredible that there are so many amazing podcasts out there, especially from naturopathic doctors. And I'm just really proud of it. I feel like maybe I inspired a few people to podcast. I don't really have that big of britches, but I do think that um, actually from our show, we've had a lot of people go to naturopathic medical school, become doctors. So many of you have become patients, have transformed your health. And we've also helped to grow the career of many different doctors and health providers by giving them some exposure. And I just feel so blessed that this is a platform I've been able to use to help myself, to help so many of you and my guests. What a blessing. So let's just give ourselves a round of applause. And thank you so much to those who have been with me from the very beginning, those who have left me reviews and shown some love because that has just helped the growth of the show. And you are the ones that really keep me going because I do this for you. Selfishly, I do it for myself too, because I get to have cool conversations and just get to be a nerd. But anyways, I love you guys so much and I don't have any plans to stop. I'm just enjoying doing this. So maybe we'll do this exciting celebration another 10 years. Anyways, let's talk about this show. This is all for you new mamas, those who have had kids and you are in the phase of healing your bodies, um, or maybe you are pregnant, trying to get pregnant, and you want to get some tips on ways to help this transition after having a baby. So we give our own experience for myself having a 19-month-old, and then my guest, who I will introduce in a sec, she has a couple kids. And um, yeah, it definitely takes a village. It's not just a saying. It is true. We need each other. We need to help each other and, and share things that work, things that don't work, and really just giving each other grace. Um, cause it, this is such a sensitive time after having a baby. So wanted to say a couple of things. One is if you are listening and you would like to get some health guidance, I would love to work with you. I work with new moms all the time. So if you maybe just had a kid and you're not feeling great, or maybe you're going to have a kid pretty soon, but you want to just touch base and see about ways to help you yourself as an individual tolerate things as good as you can and to have as, as great of a transition. I would love to work with you. So best way to set that up would to go will be to go over to my website, shinenaturalmedicine.com. So it's just S-H-I-N-E, naturalmedicine.com. And on there, you can send us a message or you can get our information and call us up and schedule an appointment. If you have questions about you know cost, about labs, about insurance, all that kind of stuff, the, the girls at the office can answer those for you and would love to set something up. The way that it works, the first appointment is about an hour. We go over your whole health, health history from that appointment. I will order labs that need to be done. That usually includes blood work. It looks at 
you know, thyroid, it looks at your immune system, um, any clues of inflammation. We'll check, you know, looking at uh, vitamin D, iron levels, and I always check deficiencies. Um, and then other than that, I may order hormones. I might do stool testing, genetic testing, maybe gluten testing. And then when we go over your labs, I put together a health plan for you that typically is about a 10 week plan. And then we retest and see how things have improved. And it's just amazing the the miraculous turnarounds that we've seen over the last eight years of being open, um, almost eight years for the clinic. It's just incredible. So if you want to get some help, definitely check us out. The second thing is I want to give some love to our show sponsor, Paleo Valley. I am loving their product that I think is especially good for you new mamas. So normally I just talk about one product that I really like for an episode, but I want to mention a few for some of you new moms because I know what it's like in this phase to need to have food on hand and not have it. So one of the things that I used all the time were their um, either their grass-fed beef sticks or their pasture-raised turkey sticks, and both of them are awesome. I keep one in my purse all the time, even now, and my son is you know a year and a half. But they're just great because they're such high quality. They're not using inflammatory kind of ingredients. And um, I've said on future episodes, just the stuff, like if you compare like a Slim Jim to, um, which I always think of like, serve it to a Slim Jim, right? The commercials. Slim Jim compared to um, like grass-fed beef stick. It is a night and day different product that you're having. So those are really good, especially for new moms. If you're breastfeeding because you're hungry all the time. Also, their grass-fed organ complex. Unfortunately, I see it sold out right now, but they do restock it a lot, and I use this all the time for um, women who need to get their iron up. And if you're at the end of your pregnancy or if you're a new mom, chances are you do have low iron. It's super frequent, frequently seen that I see with my patients. And then the other thing I wanted to mention for you is their bone broth protein. So when you first have a baby, you have a lot of healing that needs to happen, both to the pelvic floor region, your uterus. And so we want to give our, our bodies a lot of nutrients to help with that healing process. And that's where bone broth protein is awesome. Most moms, when they're first having their child, they don't have the energy or time to actually make some bone broth. So this is a, a nice alternative. So you can just add it into some water in your smoothie and yeah, it's great. And then also their essential vitamin C. So vitamin C also helps with tissue healing, ligament healing, also good for the immune support as well. So anyways, all of those I really, really love. Their company is so awesome. We had Autumn the owner of the company on the show a few weeks back. And if you listen to that, you know that they are all about doing things right, doing things that are good for the environment and um, sustainably. So you can check them out, paleovalley.com and check out Enter Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O, and you will get 15% off your whole order. All right, let's jump into the show and give you new mama some love. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So we have a topic that I know so many of you will really find very valuable because I have done a lot more in terms of fertility. And then now fast forward to after having baby, I have an 18 month old right now. So this is something that I'm always working on. And this is just being healthy after having your kid. We hear so much about things to get pregnant and women who are pregnant are treated like goddesses, you know, and they have special parking spaces and they just get away with murder. Really. If you, (laughs) you just get so much grace given to you. And then once you have your kid, it's like, okay, bye. (laughs) So I think this is an area we definitely need to show moms more love. We have an expert on the show that this is a big focus with her practice and 
She also has young kids. So looking forward to diving into this and helping so many of you just get more balance and feel good. So we have Dr. Potter on the show. She's a leading holistic doctor supporting mothers after birth. And after the birth of her first baby, she came face to face with the hardships mothers frequently experience after giving birth. And you really can't understand it until you go through it. It's just so much harder than you think it's going to be. She was amazed though at how much pressure is put on moms and how little support is given for whole body wellness in this very unique time in a woman's life. From there, she developed her postpartum wellness protocol that she uses with mothers nationally. And she's been interviewed for healthline.com for postpartum specific articles. She's a nutritionist as well as a doctor. And her office is, is located in Portland, Oregon, where I used to live. And she lives with her husband and two toddlers. And you can learn more about her at drangelapotter.com. Well, thanks, Doc, for being on the show. It's good to have you. Oh, thank you, Dr. Lowe. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah. Well, I know that this is something that you have learned about firsthand. It's different when you focus on something with your practice and then when you experience it. And it's when you have both perspectives, it's just so much more just helpful and can really relate to your patients. So, but what got you into this in the first place? Why did you become a doctor and why is this a focus that you have? Yeah. So I became a doctor because I had first studied nutrition and I was blown away by how many possibilities we have for our health and wellness. And of course, with nutrition, there's an amazing amount of support that you can give your body. But that was a catalyst for me to look into naturopathic medicine and just the amazing resources that we have as NDs to support whole body and holistic healing. And so I've been an ND for about six years now, and I was doing general family practice. And then I got pregnant with my son, who he's now four. And when I was pregnant with him, I didn't even think about planning for postpartum. No one right. mentioned that it could be <laughs> difficult or what I should have in place. And I thought it would be fine. And we'd have this beautiful, idyllic situation of me and my husband and my baby just be wonderful. Mm -hmm, <laughs> and then right. I had, yes. And then I had him and it, the, the birth was really wonderful, but a couple of things happened that set me up for really difficult postpartum healing. You know, I had a tear and my son and I had to be separated for just about an hour, but still that was very emotionally difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember this one moment really significantly, and it was about say like six or seven weeks postpartum. And I was still in a lot of pain. I could barely walk up and down stairs. And this was way past the point that I thought that healing would be taking place. Mm -hmm. And so I was in, in my bed and I remember my husband comes in to the room and he picks up our baby boy and they have this very sweet moment together and I'm watching them really enjoying seeing them together but at the same time I was thinking wow this feels very confusing that I'm the mother I just recently went through that really significant birth process and I'm here in this bed <laughs> All I can think about is how to get out of this pain and how to sleep more. Why can't I be focusing on these really sweet moments with my right. baby? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was confusing. It was, I was having these thoughts like, am I alone? 
Is my Mm -hmm. body doing something wrong? Is something wrong with me? And that was really, it was really difficult for me to get through that. And can I ask how old you were when you had your first child? Yeah, let's see. I was 31. Okay. Which is so young nowadays for having kids. It's like, that's like 18 now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And in that moment, and it was confusing because I was a doctor already too. And I had gone through the midwifery program as well at our school. And we didn't talk about this long-term healing postpartum. Mm -hmm. So when I was in that moment, I realized one, I was thinking, you know, there's no way in the history of time that this is what postpartum healing is supposed to be like. And so I knew that I was, that that was my journey to research and figure out first off how to heal my own body. Cause I was very miserable at that moment. Yeah. Um, but then also my journey as a doctor was to support women who were feeling like I was and mm-hmm. to help them get to this place where they have the support and the resources and this nourishment and feeling like they're, they're validated for what they're going through because it's right. really hard. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our, our, you know, our partners or husbands or boyfriends, they'll, they'll try as best they can, but they just may not really understand it. So having that mm-hmm. support is, is really valuable. So would you say after that experience and just getting your health back, that was what kind of birthed this more of this focus for you with your patients? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I worked really hard on my own wellness and reaching out to my wellness team. And I felt really strong and healthy. And then I got pregnant with my second. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mm-hmm. kids are two and four, they're only two years apart. And so then that second pregnancy, I was putting together a postpartum wellness plan. I was researching, I was reading, I was putting together information from my medical knowledge, nutrition. And so then I put together this healing protocol, this wellness protocol for myself. And I put that into practice and oh my goodness, I felt entirely different. Mm. Of course, as you know, like motherhood, it's not like unicorns and roses, right? There's very natural ups and downs and in how, who we are as mothers. So it's not like I was feeling on top of the world, but it was, I was grounded. I was able to go through the ups and downs much more easily. And my body felt strong. Yes, yes. And that's what led me to create my postpartum wellness protocol that then I work with my patients. Yeah, I've had a a lot of patients tell me they're like, this last pregnancy was so different than my first one. And it's just so great to not have as much of that just difficult experience of rebuilding and bouncing back. And there's specific things that I feel like have made the biggest difference for patients. I mean, one in particular is checking their deficiencies. You go into pregnancy, so deficient, so many nutrients, you're going to have a hard time going through pregnancy, but especially with the recovery. So that's like one thing, but I'd love to know what, if you had a time machine and you went back to first getting pregnant, would there have been anything you would have done differently while you were pregnant or in that first kind of phase of being a new mom? Oh, yes, absolutely. I, um, Mm -hmm. uh, during that pregnancy, I would be much more focused on setting up a postpartum experience for myself. Mm -hmm. In the sense during that pregnancy, I was very focused on supporting my body during pregnancy, which of course is important. And this is not about taking time away from pregnancy to think about postpartum, but it's like, 
I wasn't thinking about postpartum at all. And so one thing is just even that idea of allowing my body extra space and rest. Um, You know, there's a really common stereotype in our culture that healing is not difficult and the postpartum healing after birth. And so we have this mentality uh, after going birth of, after going through the birth of, okay, we should be able to just be going out grocery shopping and having play dates and all of this. And some women feel that way, which is awesome. But for so many of us who don't feel that way, there's this extra guilt and shame and pressure. Right. And so just that simple idea of allowing your body that space to rest and mm-hmm. to say like, no, I'm just going to be here to rest and to be eating really delicious, nourishing foods and to be snuggling with my baby. And I will be ready to go out into the world. Right. Right. In a little and, bit. And don't, don't compare yourself to celebrities that bounce back in four to six weeks and they're in their gowns. And one of the things I do like about the body positivity movement, especially on, you know, like social media is people showing like actual reality photos of themselves after having having kids. I remember seeing so many of those in my feed and that was really helpful because I was like, okay, my body doesn't look anything like these celebrities. And and it, and you're totally right with it's like a six week period is what the typical OBGYN would say, right? They check things out down below and okay, you're good to go. Now you can have sex. Now life is normal again. You can work out. They'll say you can work out. You just, mm-hmm. you know, start getting back into the gym. And it's like, oh my gosh, we had, we'll put this in the show notes. We had Dr. Don on the show, who's a pelvic floor PT. And that was one of my favorite episodes, just about how much misinformation we have about the importance of our pelvic floor and how to actually heal it up after having a baby, especially. And, and I I remember just the massive difference going to my gynecologist after having my son at six weeks and he's like, yep, you're good to go. And then I was like, I know better. So I went to my pelvic floor PT and she checked it out. It was a whole hour exam versus like 30 seconds at my OB and it was night and day. There was very specific things that she had me work on. And so, and that's important. It takes a while. And what people also don't realize is your hormones are so different after having your child. Right. And especially if you breastfeed for a long time, it can take months after you're done breastfeeding for your hormones to bounce back. So let's talk about that a little bit. I think that would be helpful for people. So you have all these hormones when you're pregnant, just in abundance. And I know, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I felt like a rock star when I was pregnant. I loved all those yes. hormones. <laughs> and then I had a crazy traumatic five days in the hospital, having my son, he was three weeks late. And everything just like totally changed after that. My hormones crash. I ended up having a postpartum episode like two months after having him. And it was, it was just life changed very fast. So let's talk about the hormone changes and then what can we do to help kind of smooth that, that change, that process? Yes, absolutely. And also that's such a good point about that six week visit. And that's such a problem for so many moms, because we have this idea that that six weeks is like, oh, okay, I got that checkoff, like, right, I should be good to go. And yet, then it's after that point, three month mark, or the eight month mark, where suddenly their bodies start feeling they have pain with sex, or all this leakage anxiety. And then that's really confusing, because they're like, well, I got that checkoff at the six week mark, shouldn't this be fine? Right? Yeah, Um, what's wrong with my body? I should be normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And so then yes, with hormones, they are they crash right after birth and which causes that or is a big part of the baby blues period in that first two weeks where you're feeling weepy and anxious and just all over the place. But 
then hormones are going up and down, moving forward from that. And if you are not breastfeeding, right, your hormones are going to look a lot different than someone who is breastfeeding. And you might get your period back much earlier. And then for women who are breastfeeding, the hormones are going up and down as you're decreasing the amount of feedings that you're doing throughout the day. So I love to remind moms about that, that if you're on a pretty steady five feeding a day time for a few weeks, and then all of a sudden you're going down to four or three feedings a day, that can be a time for big mood swings to happen Mm. and anxiety. And the thing is, when we talk about postpartum hormones, right? A lot of time we're still talking about progesterone and estrogen our reproductive hormones, right? Yeah. But we need to look at it in, at a broader perspective, right? We have to look at thyroid hormones because five to 10% of women who have given birth in the last year get postpartum thyroiditis. Mm -hmm. And which is, I think, a low percentage because we don't have a standard of care to do any testing for postpartum women. Standard of care testing for pregnancy, women are getting blood tests throughout pregnancy, but nothing postpartum. And so if women aren't actually getting tested, how can we know that this is a real statistic? I would say that it's much higher than that. And the the symptoms of, so thyroiditis, right, for those who are listening is an inflammation of the thyroid and you could either have uh, hypothyroidism or hyper and symptoms are going to be anxiety, fatigue, inability to lose weight, poor sleep, things that moms are experiencing anyway. Yeah. And so of course, some of it can be normal. But if it's coming from your thyroid, like we have to investigate that. So yeah, and it's such a good point that you bring up is the importance of having a really thorough eval after having a child and going the conventional medicine route. I mean, it's, uh, it's very unheard of to get hormones tested after you have a child going in that direction. And even like OBs, they really don't they don't really check that. It's not something I see patients have done when they go that route. But if you work with someone like Dr. Potter or myself, naturopathic medicine, we, we do so much testing um, mm-hmm. just to help to navigate through that time. And especially thyroid, I'm always checking antibodies, making sure that Hashimoto's yes. didn't develop after having a baby, which can definitely happen. If you have that family history and then you have a child and could be something that was really an intense experience for a lot of ladies and that can trigger the autoimmunity to happen. So just checking that stuff is, is just so important. And going back to the deficiencies, I mean, that's one of the main things I check within two to three months after having your baby, just to see if you're really deficient in a bunch of things. And sometimes it's something like magnesium that can make yes. you feel really anxious or certain B vitamins, you can get depressed. So just getting that eval is I think really, really valuable. Yes. And it's important for women to understand that OBs are trained to handle the pregnancy and the birth process. And then that immediate postpartum time and emergency things that come up in the postpartum time. Right. But they, they aren't trained in this long-term how to support a woman healing holistically after birth. And like you were mentioning, you know, the hormone picture and evaluating for nutrient deficiencies And and that really speaks to our culture, not honoring this time for women to be 
replenishing themselves and giving rest to their bodies. And so yeah. it's really important to reach out if you if you're seeing your OB or your primary care and you're feeling like you're not getting the care that you should be getting, then yeah, reaching out to someone who can do those tests for you. Mm-hmm, for sure. What do you think are like, maybe a few of the main mistakes that are made in the first few weeks after having your baby? So I would say number one is getting into that mentality of needing to be back up and doing normal things. And of course, here's the thing, you could be having your second or fourth baby and that's your reality is that you have to be moving around. But not like not honoring this space for your body and also getting into that mentality of needing to lose the baby weight very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I am a mother myself. Like I'm not speaking from a pedestal here. Like I know it can be so hard when your body has changed so much, but when we as women who have recently given birth are focusing on that weight loss aspect, usually it has to do with low calorie diets or eating in a way that's really restrictive that can feel stressful. And then that can be leading to more anxiety and exhaustion mm-hmm. when our body is in this time after birth. Oh my gosh, that birth process was so incredible. I mean, regardless of if you had a C-section or a vaginal birth, it was a huge event on your event on your body. And so your body needs to be replenished. And mm-hmm. so focusing on very good nourishment and lots of calories, particularly if you're breastfeeding. Yeah. It's like you give so much tender, loving care to this baby. I mean, just try to extend that to yourself, just the way that you look at your baby so lovingly and just feel like you want to nurture your child. Just try to give a little bit of that that to yourself because you were a baby too once. We can be so hard to (laughs) ourselves. So yes, that's right. And it's hard if you don't have a guide to help you through this time, because I have women who come into my practice who had really significant blood loss during birth mm-hmm. and then they were never checked for anemia. I see that, that all the time. It crazy? blows my mind. It's like so basic. Yes. And so then if that mom is having all this anxiety and then feeling like it's her fault that she can't keep things together and spend the time with her baby, but really it's because she's anemic. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big disservice that our medical community is dropping mothers. Oh yeah. And it's very sad. And and that worsens hair loss, right? Worsens hair loss. Mm -hmm. You can get palpitations. It'll affect your thyroid. I mean, you need iron. It's huge. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if maybe going through pregnancy, if it wasn't already at an optimal range, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it wasn't really addressed properly. And then you have your baby and you might have a lot of blood loss. And then from there, you're just so anemic and you can just get so fatigued from that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the mothers are feeling like it's their own fault when Mm -hmm. really it's just that they need, they need a guide. Yeah, I know. It's so sad when we're like, (laughs) I'm failing. It's like, no girl, you need some iron. (laughs) Yeah. What would you say would be some no brainer things for new moms to bring in? It could be maybe like certain foods or meals or any like basic supplements, just things that generally are are really great things to consider when you first have your baby. Yes, yes. So 
Focusing on nourishment, soups and broths, bone broth is amazing in the postpartum time to support your healing process. And because your joints and your ligaments all got very loose during pregnancy. And so the collagen from the bone broth, now one, it's just delicious to be sipping some warm soup or some warm broth, but then it's supporting your body to become stronger in that process. Yeah. So that's one really important. And then two is to continue taking a prenatal vitamin. It's funny. I just am amazed that we call them prenatals because we really need them. I typically recommend that patients take them from when they're trying to conceive their first baby all the way through until they're done breastfeeding their last baby because it's good. Yeah. Once we're done being pregnant and sure, it might be a few months to a few years until we have our second baby, but all of those nutrients that were lost or used to make your first baby, you need to be focusing on replenishing that. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important. And there are postnatal vitamins specifically, but it's really easy just to keep taking the prenatal that you have. Yeah, that reminds me of that book. I don't know if you've read this, but Deep Nutrition by Dr. Kate Uh Shanahan. It's so interesting how she talks about the second sibling syndrome and how there's a lot of different celebrity examples of this where like the first child has like this awesome bone structure and like the jaws are like more symmetrical and kind of wider. And then you have the second child or third child and things get a little bit more kind of compact. And, And it's the theory is that it's because of nutrient deficiencies, right? If the mom doesn't really get replenished properly, then the the second child may not have as much of those nutrients. And obviously it's not always the case, but it's just kind of an interesting Mm -hmm. phenomenon and just the importance of, of healing and replenishing those nutrients. Yes. Right. And cultures around the world have these practices, really beautiful postpartum practices, and they understand the valuing that mother's body and giving Mm -hmm. her foods that are really important to not only the healing process, but also replenishing her body for either future babies or helping her prepare forward years towards menopause, Mm -hmm. right? To help keep hormones balanced. Mm -hmm. I think if I were to take a time machine back for myself, I I probably would have done a couple of things differently. One would have been the mindset piece that you talked about seeing someone that I could talk to either in person or like virtual appointments and just helping to work on that pressure. Cause I remember putting so much pressure on myself of needing to do everything perfectly and make sure my son had everything he needed. And, and I had a, this is another thing we could talk about is the breastfeeding experience, having your child. So I have larger breasts, but I actually have very low milk producing breast tissue. And it took, Mm. I saw so many different lactation consultants and didn't figure that out until the last one, which I should have seen her first because she's the most amazing. I should actually have her on the show. Yeah. I wasn't able to produce very much and he kept losing weight and losing weight. And that was causing so much anxiety for me because I felt like such a failure. And finally, and I didn't know why. So I was taking all the herbs and the supplements and pumping around the clock. I mean, I would get up in the middle of the night and pump like every one to two hours. And I'm one of those, if I don't sleep, I'm psycho. (laughs) So (laughs) I think that was a big part of my postpartum experience because I had breastfed him pretty much for like a couple months. But I, I, once I figured out that it was, that was the reason why I was so happy. Cause I was like, okay, there's literally nothing I can do to fix this. And then I started giving him donor milk 
I just stopped. I was like, I'm done pumping. This is not worth it for me. This is actually not kind to myself. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped and I started getting donor milk and he's 18 months. He's, we're still getting through the, all the donations that we received, which was a whole nother story. It was amazing. Just the generosity wow. from all these women. And so yeah, the breastfeeding can be a lot. And I don't really feel like women are prepared for that. So can you talk a little bit about the breastfeeding process? Yes, absolutely. That it's really important to know that breastfeeding may not be easy, right? Because again, we think during pregnancy, particularly the first pregnancy that, okay, this is how women have been feeding babies since the beginning of time. So it's got to be easy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then they get into that situation. And then if they're having, you know, lash issues or production issues, then that's really very stressful, particularly mm-hmm. if you in those newborn days, and also leads back to our nourishment piece, because stress that you were talking about, and then nourishment Because if our bodies have lost so much fluids during birth and our bodies are depleted, then that can be difficult for the body to produce milk, right? Because that is yet another outflow of nutrients from our body. Mm -hmm. And so making sure to eat a lot of warming foods to help with that production and focusing on nourishment can support the breastfeeding journey for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and reaching out, I mean, that's so important. And I think that's important for people to hear that you had to reach out to multiple lactation consultants before you found some answers. And what also really helped me too, is a breastfeeding support group. I I don't know how I could have Mm -hmm. done it without it. We would meet every week and it was at my OB's office. Actually, it was a free group. We had a lactation consultant that, that would lead it. And it ended up being so therapeutic for all the women there. I mean, it would vary from like maybe eight women to like 30 would show up. And even as the babies get older and they're not really in like a breastfeeding age group, these women would still come because it's like they just needed that therapy just to kind of like get their stressors out. A lot of times it was like a crying session or so I think having that support is just really valuable. I know there's like La Leche League and, and different options like that. So and then the other thing that I think if I had a time machine would have been to just really going back to your point is having consistent nutritious meals. Once that two month point hit, all the donated meals had had already kind of run out from friends and family. And that's when my mom had to leave. Uh, She wasn't able to stick around as anymore. And so Mm -hmm. it was like all at the same time. So finding ways to just stay well fed, I think that would have prevented that crash for me. And, and also like have to put that pressure on yourself to, to be a chef for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, you can get meals already made. Like I probably would have done like Pete's paleo or balanced bites meals that are already made and just eating whatever I can. Those would be probably the two main things that really led to my crash, I would say. Yes. And that's a really good point that you were saying. It's at that two month point where the meals weren't coming in anymore. Your mom had to leave and that's past that six week mark, right? Right. So you think, okay, I'm past the six week. My body should be fine. But then mothers are typically not feeling fine and then Mm -hmm. feeling very surprised that the support goes away. Because our culturally, we don't understand that women need more time and rest and support. Mm -hmm. And so at that point can be when the mood swings start or the anxiety or the depression, or it could be happening at the three month mark when many women are going back to work 
or it could be at the eight month mark when you're stopping breastfeeding. And so I just like to remind women that it's a long process. It's a journey and you're at that one year mark or that three year mark. And you're feeling like you still haven't healed well from birth or your anxiety is still coming up because you didn't get that support from birth. That's okay. Postpartum is not six weeks. It is so much longer than that. You know, I like to say it's the rest of your life, right? You will forever right. be post birth. Mm-hmm. And so it, it can That's feel great. confusing. Yeah. And just to know that you aren't alone and that there is support out there and mm-hmm. you can get your body back feeling strong and you can feel balanced. But just to understand that there is hope, like you don't have to continue feeling like this, even if you're yep. like, three years postpartum why is this still happening to me mm-hmm. yep just get to the root of it and you could have two women who are both postpartum with similar symptoms and it could be for two different reasons really getting to the root of why you feel like that I know for myself I kind of I wrap my head around like a year to feel like my body would be bounced back by then and it took like a year mm-hmm. year and three months for me to lose all the weight actually uh-huh. um, and I was okay with that I had gained 60 pounds when I was pregnant I was like 230 mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 5'9 so I'm tall but yeah I mean it took like a, a good amount of time to get back down to my pre-pregnancy weight and I was I was okay with that I, I didn't feel like I had to really stress myself with that but I remember having my Pilates teacher actually said I said well how, and she's really on the lean side I was like so how long did it take for you she goes a year I was like, oh, okay. That's a lot longer than I would have thought, but I'm glad that she said that to me to kind of let myself off the hook a little bit. Right. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to talk with either women or practitioners Mm -hmm. who have gone through this and understand it and to be able to say, yeah, this is what's realistic. This is what is actually happening. This is not like what you see in celebrity photos or Mm -hmm. common books too. Just give that idea. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I love this topic. I think this is super helpful for our listeners. Any other pieces of wisdom or things that you want to leave with our, our folks? Well, just that you are on the most unique journey in your life. And there's a really beautiful term called matrescence. That is literally means the transition of a woman into a mother. Mm -hmm. And I like to tell women about this because it's, it can be a light bulb moment for many to be think like, oh, okay, that's what I was going through because we can compare it to adolescence or menopause, which are two very well known, very well accepted times culturally for us, right? Adolescence. And if you have a kid who is planning to go through adolescence, you can say, all right, that my kid is going to be getting moody and have hormonal changes and probably acne come up. And how can I be supporting them in this time? Mm -hmm. And similar to menopause, right? It's this time for women to be losing their periods, their, their birthing years, And as they move forward to that time, they think, okay, I'm going to be, you know, having mood swings and hot flashes, and I'm going to have to ask about my hormones and, and they can expect for that. But then this time period of becoming a mother, this matrescence isn't as well known in our culture, isn't as honored or 
mm-hmm. understood. And yet it's very similar, right? It's a huge hormonal time for women. It's you know a huge time for mood to be bouncing all around for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that this journey of matrescence that you're on could be, I know for myself, after I had my first, I learned this term matrescence probably about a year when my son was about a year old. And I was able to think back to that, those first few months postpartum and thinking, oh my goodness, like that's what was going on for me. Cause I was going through so much and I didn't feel like antidepressants were really the right answer for me, even though um, I know that they are for many women and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I was like, I don't understand because what I'm going through feels like I just, lacking support. And I'm trying to understand what this motherhood is. And so when I learned that term matrescence, it was like, oh, that Mm -hmm. yes, it was just me as a woman transitioning into this motherhood. That is so good. I love that. I I don't know if I've heard that word maybe a long time ago, it might be in the back of my brain somewhere, but it's it's a really beautiful word. And I, I love that just like with adolescence or menopause, you can kind of think ahead before or before you're pregnant or while you're pregnant and going, okay, so let's learn about matrescence. What are the things that commonly come with this? So, okay, I may feel anxiety. I may have issues with hot flashes or night sweats. I might have, most likely I will have a lower sex drive for a while. I may have some hair loss. So just like looking at the different things that can come along with that and having a a plan, like, okay, if I'm feeling this way, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to have my, my team set up to where I already have help on board. So I'm not scrambling to find the right person once I already have my child you may not feel up to it at that time. So I love that. I think that's so brilliant to have that game plan in place. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And for those who are listening, if you are in that space where you have a young baby and you feel just lost and confused and anxious, I, this is what I do in my practice. I help women like you and I have opened up four spots on my calendar just for a free call with me for a mama wellness session where you and I will talk about what's most frustrating to you since giving birth and then talk about key steps to help you feel strong and balanced. And so just head over to my website and sign up. I have four spots open for you and I can't wait to talk with you. Amazing. And I know that you have your postpartum wellness protocol. So can they get that on your website too? Yes. Uh Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm so grateful, Dr. Potter, for coming on the show. I'm so happy that we were able to do this topic and just give women some encouragement and um, just let them know, you know, they're not alone and everything they're feeling is totally normal. It's common and it's things that can be addressed. You know, thank you for all the work that you do and I wish you all the best moving forward. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Lowe. This was lovely and you have an amazing platform here and thank you for all the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love, and I'll talk to you soon.